Hi, I'm Madonna. I'm your worst nightmare. To rule the world. Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else. People, people, we gotta move on to the next song. Somewhere Sweet, and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is. I'm, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm waiting. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Hey, guys, it's Tony, and guess what? I just bought a pumpkin to carve. Oh, that's right. Yes, it's October, and... Uh, <laughs> Today on the show, we are happy to be uh, welcoming Alex Magno, who, as Madonna fans might know, is the choreographer for the Girly Show and the Drown World Tour. Alex, welcome to the program. Hey, welcome, Alex. Thank you, thank you. Hello, all the Madonna fans. It's a pleasure to be here to share with you guys uh, a little bit of the magic of working with the icon. You know, uh, it's been a privilege to and an honor to experience working with her it's just one of a kind and i'm glad that i'm here to talk about it that's so cool yeah i mean there's not too many people out there that um have that that story to tell you know yeah Yeah. and not and not just one tour you were there you you choreographed two and i mean two pretty iconic tours in, in in madonna lore yeah, yeah, and uh, it it was uh, in very important uh, stage of her life, I I would say, uh, and that where she changed quite a lot from the girly tour to the drum world tour. There was a, a space about eight years, yeah. and Madonna has completely turned around and became a completely different, I want to say, human being uh, mm-hmm. spiritually. I think she evolved. Um, in, in, I mean, she continues to evolve. That's the great thing about Madonna is that she's able to look at herself and see what, what, what's, what's not, what's missing, uh, person in a personal level besides artistically. She's always pushing the boundary, but also I feel she's pushing the boundary spiritually uh, to evolve as a human being, and that's nice to see her doing that. Hmm. Well, yeah, that. Before no, we... I was just going to say like that, that we're already into this conversation, but before we get even <laughs> yes. more into it, um, Stefan, why don't you give Alex a proper introduction? Sure. <laughs> so Alexander Magno is a Brazilian born international director, choreographer, and producer who has remained at the top of his field for over three decades. He choreographed two world tours, as we've been mentioning, for Madonna, the Girly Show, and the Drown World Tour, as well as Madonna's 1993 MTV Video Music Awards performance for Bye Bye Baby, which opened the show. And That's I right. remember watching that just open mouth, being like, I can't believe she's doing this on television. Uh, <laughs> he's also worked with Jennifer Lopez, Yanni, Britney Spears, the Pussycat Dolls. He's worked on So You Think You Can Dance, on Dancing with the Stars. He's done projects with the Parisian Lido, Ballet Hispanico, Ringling Brothers, the Academy Awards, just to name a few, as well as having his own highly acclaimed dance company show with Passion and the MAAP show series. So that's just a, a small little hint, a whiff of <laughs> Alex and, a- Alex's overall career. And we're going to do some deep dive on uh, all things that and more um 
So welcome to the show again. Are you? How's your pandemic treating you, Alex? Oh my gosh, uh, LA is like uh, it's it's kind of crazy right now. You guys are on the East Coast, correct? Yes, correct. we're in New York City. Okay, New York City. I was in New York City uh, to see my daughter. Uh, I have a daughter. She's thirty-two now. Her name is Kaitana Magno, and she's an artist also. So I went there originally to see her show. She she had uh, produced a show. Uh, in New York and had 20 uh, performers, including musicians, and everything was shut down, as you know, all the live. Mm. So I went there and I didn't change my schedule. So I did have a chance to go through New York just to see. She went there to pick up some of her costumes at the location where she was performing. Right. And uh, while we were driving through the city, it was it was like surreal. It was like something out of a movie. Because mm-hmm. New York, I think, was worse. New York is such a saturated city to start with. Uh, and such a we know New York for being alive 24-7 and for having so many people in the streets. And there was empty, everything closed. You know, uh, Times Square was like, it, it was surreal. And yeah. then here in L.A., the contrast, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were still pretty open. Yeah. Uh, and we were not taking that so much serious, you know. And then as the as this COVID-19 progress uh, in, in the U.S., uh, the governor here mandated, you know, uh, masks and uh, everybody has to wear masks. And then, you know, and then it's here. originally it was just to flat the curve. And that was only what, uh, two weeks or mm-hmm. three weeks. And then flash forward now, it's seven months later, we're, <laughs> yeah. still, we're still under COVID-19 kind of quarantine-like. And so many business have closed down the art, the art industry, the life art industry, which is the work that I do. And so many of my colleagues and friends and people that I respect and appreciate are jobless and cannot yeah. create the magic. And humanity itself is hurting Uh, In so many ways, because we uh, take we cannot uh, uh, experience music, live music, dance, arts, which I think without it, we we're kind of like a chaotic state of mind. So it's me personally, it's been a challenge for me to maintain my zen, my spirituality, my vibrations in yeah. a higher level so that mm-hmm. way I don't I don't fall into depression because mm-hmm. I it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Alex, what have you been doing to keep yourself renewed and refreshed and just interested, you know, in your art during this <clears> time? So I what I what I do is beside directing, choreographing, producing, I also write uh scripts. I wrote uh something with uh, a TV show with a very uh famous uh, actress that does um, from New York. Her name is Ava Scott. And uh, she does a lot of um, immersive theater uh, experience in New York. And she used to do that that famous um, uh, New York uh, uh, Sleep No More immersive theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my she, good friend was in that. It's a great show. Yeah. Oh, it's a great show. So she came to New to LA to start her career as an actress here to do TV. And I had the privilege to host her in my house. And while she was here, she presented me with a concept of uh, something she was working on it. 
and originally was uh, the story was set up in um, uh, uh, here in the U.S. And then, but some of the characters, the roots was very Brazil. So I proposed to her to set up in Rio, and then I I infused the script uh, that she had it uh, with additional uh, material from Brazil, and then we co-wrote it this TV show, which I'm hoping that will sell. Uh, and it, so it's now on hold in Brazil by two mm-hmm. networks, and we're hoping oh. that 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 gets to be picked up. Uh, it's the type of show that is a good versus evil, and then. I also do music as well. Mm-hmm. I, I do uh, produce and, and record vocals, write lyrics. So I, that's what's been my kind of therapy of maintaining. I miss dancing, to be honest with you. I haven't danced yeah. for, oh, I want to say, since the beginning of the shutdown, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe in your your kitchen or your living room even. Yeah, in my, in, my, in my kitchen when it plays my <laughs> song, and when it plays my song, I go and I move. Uh, or and I'm cre- creating and nobody's around and then it makes me want to move and create, but uh, it's, right, not on uh, stage. You haven't been dancing. not on stage, yeah. and then it's it's nice to be what I. There's nothing like being front of a group of 10, 20, 30, 40 artists and collaborating with them and exchanging that energy. That's it's only a creator such as myself with over three decades have uh, the experience to work with uh, all different artists and see the process of creation. And, you know, the journey is the beauty. And when the creation is done, it's the saddest moment because your baby is gone. It's not your baby yeah. anymore. <laughs> it, belo- it belongs to the world. Um, it belongs to the world. It belongs to the fans. It's theirs now. It's not uh, yours, you know? So... So, Alex, I wanted to, before we start talking about um, your work with Madonna on both of the shows, um, this is something that I've always wanted to ask someone. So we know that there is like a huge um, admiration and love for Madonna in Brazil. Um, She doesn't get to go there too many times with her tours. But, you know, every time, for example, every single show that I've ever been to, there's always a Brazilian flag and people from Brazil and Madonna always catches them, always hears them, always says something to them. And um, whenever a new single comes out, for example, there are Brazilian fans that make remixes. And I mean, there's just so much love there. Um, are you aware of this? And, and what do you what do you think, in your opinion, uh, you know, Brazil has for Madonna. What kind uh, of- I, I think I think that there's a huge love for Madonna, huge fan base in uh, in Brazil, and uh, I I experienced. <clears throat> I was fortunate enough to be in Brazil when they did the uh, girly tour in Rio at the Maracanã, uh-huh. which was is one of the biggest stadiums in the state state stadium in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had 80,000 people, fans, wow. in the summer. Uh, and uh, we we had a tech rehearsal. And during the tech rehearsal, there was a huge line outside. And uh, the people were screaming. And they it was very hot. And we had the fireman. And Madonna let them in uh, for during our tech rehearsal. And they watched the whole tech rehearsal and uh, some of the staging that we did before the show mm-hmm. that we make sure every 
every stadium and every stage has some slightly changes here and there. So she allowed them to watch that. And they and then the fire uh, man hose them with water. So <laughs> it's uh, and they love it. They it got was like a, carnival, right? <laughs> you know, it, this is the beauty. I mean, I think Madonna captures people's uh, cultures in essence, and she was able to do that in Rio, in Brazil, at least when I was there uh, mm-hmm. during the girly tour. Unfortunately, the Drown World tour never made it to Brazil. Uh, as a matter of fact, it, it didn't go to a lot of places that tour in compared right. to the girly tour. The girly tour did a more of an international leg, uh, bigger, many other countries, but mm-hmm. not the drone world. Uh, she did a more the U.S. and European tour. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of people would have liked seeing her, um, her both her second tour, the drone world tour as well, you know. Yeah, no, I think that she can go to Brazil any day of the year, any year, and cause a riot. I mean, for example, last year when Madame X came out, the day after, the number one song in Brazil was Fash Costoso with Anita. So it's like, you know, Brazil loves Madonna. So I, that's Oh, very- yeah. I, I saw, I had the privilege to watch uh, the that. So that that tour, the Madonna, the last world tour, the Madame X, the Madame X, he in LA actually at the Wilton. Oh, Theater. nice! You got to go. Good. Yeah, I got to go, and uh, I I was like killing myself. Is like, why didn't you call me? <laughs> 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 this tour is me. It's like it's perfect, you know, because she did a beautiful uh, a set on like kind of this European kind of Portugal kind yeah. of Aranda like setting which had this beautiful instrumentation and beautiful, uh, uh, I mean, landscape, uh, music landscape and dance. And I was like, it was so me. I, I identify with the tour and I love her direction. I love what Jamie King did. I love, I think it was a brilliant tour. Uh, I think I really love that tour. And yeah. uh, I'm glad I had an opportunity to watch it, you know, especially now that that was the last, Actually, that was the last life experience tour that I seen yeah, before the COVID nineteen. I know it's yeah. crazy. I, I think yeah. that was mine as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Stefan, why don't you take us into the girly show? Yes. So girly show and drown world tour are obviously two of Madonna's most experimental and risk taking productions. For the girly show, what was the collaboration with Madonna and her brother Christopher like? on that show you know there there seems to be so many influences in the show globally musically cinematically and and with dance like how did some of the concepts come to be you know like take us take us into that first you know Madonna you get a call from Madonna saying I'd like you to choreograph my show and where how does that go wow that's that's uh, uh you know originally I didn't get that tour I I the job was between me and another choreographer and uh, the Madonna was living in New York. Well, she has a house here too, but she at the time she was in New York and she wanted me to go to New York. Her, her management company called, contacted me and asked me, Madonna, seeing your work, uh, she would like to meet you because Madonna usually do not hire anybody else unless she meets you and she mm-hmm. vibes with you. It's a very much like, and I understand because you got to work with that person for months. Yeah. And many hours. And Madonna can be, if you're not, you have a thick skin, she can be intimidating. She can be hard. 
and uh, it can break you into pieces. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she, seriously, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I, I say that in a good and a bad way. Yeah. So uh, I, I feel fortunate that I had Madonna's school of uh, kind of like dealing with uh, stress. Uh, and when I came to the girly tour, the tour was under stress uh, because they were behind. Uh, so the back to make it that fast, I was up to do the job. I couldn't go to New York because I had a job to in Japan and a contract for that I had uh, agreed to do a year before. And I was very new, young choreographer. And I was afraid to, uh, you know, be unprofessional and let people down. So I told Madonna people, I said, well, I'll be glad to meet anybody else here that represents the team and then they can relate to her. But and then they decided to hire somebody else. And then in the process, I told my assistant at the time, Carrie Ann Inaba, which is... Oh, I that, love Carrie Ann on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. So Carrie Ann Inaba, uh, uh, she is one of my oldest students. She used to train with me and uh, knew my work inside out. And she, at the time, she was one of the fly girls. And I told Carrie Ann, I said, Carrie Ann, I got this thing for Madonna and I never really got the job, but I have the contact and I know they need dancers. So I want you to follow up, send them a package to this management uh, management company uh, and send them your bio, your photo, your video and send my video again with Madonna's music, uh, Justify My Love, over my work, my uh, my reel. And so at the time it was VHS. So she, and then let them know that I recommend you. So Carrie Ann got the, uh, end up getting the call back. She didn't even do the first call. The, the Madonna saw her uh, and said, oh, just come to the call back. So flash forward, Carrie Ann got the job. I went away and I stayed in touch with Carrie Ann asking how was everything and then things were going slow and, and getting behind, 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 behind. And Madonna was not happy. So well, when you, I don't got, want, you don't want that. No, no, of course not. So I got back from the Japan two weeks later uh, or a month later. I can't remember exactly. It's been so long, uh, 25 years later. So I uh, contact uh, the manager uh, that, uh, that originally contacted me and thanked them and said, thank you once again. I'm back in town. If you ever need any help, I'm here, blah, 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 blah. So uh, they went, Madonna went to Carrie Ann and said, okay, Alex, uh, if we reach out to Alex, could he uh, could he deliver this? Because I hired this other guy that is older uh, and more mature, has more experience, and um, I'm having these problems. So why do you think that Alex would be able to do it? And Carrie Ann said, well, because I know him and you can fire me if he can do the job. <laughs> Carrie Ann. Wow, good her. for her. I love, I love yeah, her style. So, Putting so herself she, on the line. She put, she put herself in the line and, and, uh, and said, you can. So they decided to give me a chance. I met with Chris Ciccone, uh at a, a restaurant uh, for lunch. He asked me a few questions regarding... Uh, you know, if uh, if I was an open mind type of artist, if I had any issue working with things uh, related to like, you know, because as you know, the show has a lot of like um, 
it's sex. like it, yeah yeah sex and it's very <laughs> androgynous like yes. so so me as an artist uh, i wouldn't be the artist that i am today if i look at things from me as me personally i'm a straight guy but what does that mean you know when you when you're working as an artist you're representing you want to play you want to create what the character what it's not about me it's like I disassociate my beliefs, what I believe, my political or religion or any of that. And I there I'm just there to serve the art. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and I told him it's all about theater, it's all about drama. And I come from that background. So they like my answer and told me, okay, so come two days from now and prepare La Isla Bonita. That was my audition. Mm-hmm. So I came. Uh, she said, uh, he, uh, Christopher Ciccone told me, you're going to teach the cast, uh, the choreography, uh, and then Madonna will arrive after music rehearsal in the afternoon. <clears throat> and then she'll tell you if uh, she likes you or not. So I never... No pressure. So, no pressure no, at all. No pressure. So <laughs> I, had two de- I had two days, two days to create that, to put it together, Liza Bonita. And Liza Bonita is one of my favorite tracks, one of my mm-hmm. favorite songs. So here's, here's where destiny has its way. I, I think I was meant to do that tour, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, the, the dancers in that tour, Carlton Wilborn, Luca Tomasini, Carrie Ann Inaba, and uh, Angela, they all had trained with me. They were all my students. They were all oh. training dance class with me. So, so when I came in, it was like I felt right at home because... I had half of the cast knew me and knew my style, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I brought in Carrie Ann the night before the audition to play Madonna at a rehearsal. I brought some additional dancers to kind of do a mock-up of what I want to create. So I kind of so prepare for the audition because I know how um, Madonna is. And uh, so I got there. I never finished. I did the entire piece Uh I had a concept attached to that choreography uh, that we had never ended up doing, but I wanted to show that I was just not a choreographer that thought of just steps, but somebody that thought of, of character, of, uh, that understood uh, drama, that understood uh, plot and kind of like conveying emotion. And uh, so I presented, I only taught half of that piece and then, Christopher said, it's enough. It's okay. It was in the afternoon. Madonna was there. Just show us that. So Madonna sat down. Okay, show me what you got. I play, uh, Carrie Ann play Madonna part. And uh, all of the dancers play that part. And then at the end, uh, Madonna took me aside from everybody else. Like she hugged me on the shoulders and took me in a corner and talked to me one-on-one without anybody listening Mm -hmm. and and told me, okay, so... I'm going to warn you, I like what I see, but if I tell you I don't like something, I want you to have other solutions. And if I tell, if I ask you, why is this step? I wanted to have a reason, uh, a motivation behind, mm-hmm. um, because I come, I'm a character. I, I, I come from theater and I have, I value people moving from uh, an emotion and core not just because it's cool and or it's nice right you know so if you can work and not take it personal when whenever i i tell you i don't like something you're gonna be great and so she kind of warned me she forewarned me almost like a mom 
Yeah. And, and <laughs> no, I don't, I, I feel so, like she doesn't do that to too many people. So you're, no, she does. I was very lucky because I also, they were behind, you know, they were yeah. behind schedule and they need, they need somebody that would come in and, and produce. So I told her that my background coming from Brazil, I come for theatrical training so, and I was used to working on, you put the music on, doesn't matter. Even now, until today, I still work this way. You could play a music to me right now that I never heard and say, Alex, do something. And I would just make it up. You know, I'm good on spot. I'm good in adapting. I'm good. And I always practice this in my classes where I would ask the students, okay, what do you guys want to hear today? What do you want to do something fast? Slow, and then sometimes somebody would suggest something. I would put it on and make it up on spot and create based on the room and the artist that I had in front of me. So I create the piece for them, not for me. So working with Madonna was perfect because I was creating for her. Mm-hmm. If this wasn't about me creating in my room, my living room, uh, some choreography, and then going to her and adapting. I was like on the room, in the room along with her and then we would go okay what about this madonna and she would go oh no and she didn't look quite right or she didn't feel comfortable and i said what about this until she felt right and she felt natural and organic so i i just pay attention to what she was uh her body language Mm -hmm. and her vibration and her energy and i i think we had a synergy above all yeah. So the collaboration worked really well, mm-hmm. you know, with Madonna. And yeah, you were just, you know, talking about her condition. She was in like extremely good shape at that time. She was, she had oh, like, she that, was fit. She was, she was so she, fit. She had like that dancer's body that she had early in her career. Yeah. And, she was training like crazy at the time and her schedule was really demanding. Mm-hmm. And she was, I mean, the, the funny thing is for you to have an idea, when we did the MTV award and we did Bye Bye Baby, mm-hmm. we the the everybody else, um, everybody else was uh, let go uh, that night when we did the the before we went to film it. Uh, we were finished rehearsal early, mm-hmm. but Carrie Ann, uh, me and Madonna stay rehearsing. Right. Until later, after everybody left. And we were rehearsing the opening number, which was Erotica. Garyan was doing the pole, and Madonna was doing the solo, uh, you know, that she does on the spinning stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and I, she wanted me to fix some of the moves that she didn't feel right. So I had to stay. And uh, I, I can't remember... I can't remember how, what was the order, but I do remember us missing the party because we had to go rehearsal. I think, I want to say we did the show and we went back to rehearsal. I th- yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's probably what happened. So I have two very specific questions about the girly show. The first one is there was a lot of discussion, maybe a rumor about Madonna having had a conversation with Gene Kelly uh, about the singing in the rain uh, segment of the show. What yeah. can you what can you tell us about that? And then the second mm-hmm. question is, whose idea was it to have Carrie Ann be topless the entire show? <laughs> <laughs> she well, looked great, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think if, if, for that show, I think Madonna. If, if it was her, if I think it was her choice to have everybody else kind of topless, mm-hmm. man and woman. 
And and Carrie Ann was the only artist, uh, you know, um, daring enough to do it. Uh, and it, it kind of fit her persona, her character from the beginning. And kind of he, she represents that, you know, freedom that, yeah. you know, of woman, of uh, like being beautiful. And fearless. And, and fearless. And uh, uh, I mean, uh, one thing about that cast, that cast is what makes the show. Mm-hmm. And the cast of musicians, the world-renowned musicians, Madonna herself, the two, Donna and Nikki, and then those eight dancers, they 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 are theater, pure yeah. theater. Mm-hmm. So we that was a time where we didn't do a video screen like the way we do now. It's overwhelming right now. It's like you watch a tour and you don't know if you watch the video, if you watch the small little version of the, you know, so kind of we went away from live theater and focusing on lighting costumes and performance and the actual staging and choreography and, and let that speaks for itself uh, to, I'm talking now, nowadays, yeah, nowadays, yeah. everything is so overly multi-level, you know, it's so hard to like, it's so much information while you're watching that you almost have to come and watch it again, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so I don't know if I answer your question. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, did I answer your question? No, you, you did uh, the Carrie Ann segment, but uh, what about the, uh, so did you guys speak with Gene Kelly? Oh, Gene Kelly. Yeah. Well, Gene Kelly, the great thing about Gene Kelly, I had a, uh, two chances to meet Gene Kelly. The first one was with uh, the girly tour. And the the no, actually, the first one was with Paula Abdu. Oh, I did okay. uh, I did Paula Abdu. I co choreographed with her the Academy Awards, and right. she invited Gene Kelly to come watch the rehearsal, and because it was very MGM style type of production, and uh-huh. I, it was over 40, 50 dances. We were doing the Little Mermaid basically recreating that on stage. and we I remember that. Some, it was Under the Sea. It was really yeah, cool. Yeah, Under the Sea and Under the Sea won at that year, the song for mm-hmm. Best Soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, and then the second time was with the Girly Tour, which was three years later, because I believe uh, that that show, the Academy was, was in 1990. Yeah. And then Madonna was in 93. So uh, it's like, you know, it's interesting when you start to like look back at your journey and you see the links and see the connection. And I, as a, as a kid, I grew up watching Gene Kelly. So, yeah. and I love how he was a genius in, in understanding dance and filming dance in a way that, you know, uh, inspiring and elevating dance and putting dance in the spotlight and uh, his character using music. He, he just was incredible dancer, singer, all around. So mm-hmm. when I met him both times, I had a chance to, you know, meet him. The Gene Kelly, he was supposed to do that number and in and, and Rain originally. He was supposed to do the production number. But I, I think that he, some of his cons, Madonna wanted him to do something very MGM classic, you know, his thing. And and Gene Kelly wanted to do something very Madonna-like. <laughs> <laughs> and, Madonna, and I guess there was a clash, a clash, a mm-hmm. crash of uh, of concepts, and that didn't work out. And then I ended up doing the 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 ballet sequence. But it's beautiful, know? Alex. That's one of my yeah. favorite parts of that show. Oh, um, thank you. I have two. I'm just going to talk for a second, Stephen. Just yeah, okay. Shoot me, okay. <laughs> no, so. 
the the rain, just my imagination, and then the dance sequence at the end. I love that. I still get chills when I watch that. And then, because I'm Latin, so sue me, uh, when you do La Isla Bonita and I'm going bananas, I love the choreography for that because I feel like she was not, she, she you know, obviously had delved into the Latin world with her some of her music, but that was the first time I saw Madonna dance like a Latin lady, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was because... And uh, I remember doing that. That was, as I told you, that was one of the first numbers I did. And the music that I used for the rehearsal was not the music that they had it because they, they had a different, you know, Madonna does the new arrangement for every tour. And this is what I love and respect about her. Every tour she does, she puts a new dress, a new facelift on the song. So whatever you hear in your album is not what you're going to hear on the tour. And she, because she does new arrangement, she like if it's like maybe the song was originally set in New York, she put it in, in Asia, in Japan mm-hmm. and then put it during the samurai time. And she's cinematic that way. And that I love that approach yeah. to music, you know, mm-hmm. and that when they gave me the whole salsa flamenco section the dance break where Madonna danced with the guys. I went, yes. whoa, I was in heaven. I was so in was heaven. So was I. <laughs> I was in heaven. It, it was very like, okay, here's the dance break for the Amy performance. You know, the funny thing, it's funny that the MTV Musical Awards, they picked Bye Bye Baby. To, and I think it was great because it was controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, to You know, the two women dancing together and the whole thing. And pushing the envelope, but I also think if we had done Liza Bonita, the the crowd would also love that. You know? Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Well, but yeah. you know Madonna, she was there to promote the Erotica album, so she wanted yeah. to make sure you yeah. got a new song, and and probably yeah. Erotica, she wouldn't have wanted to do Erotica because that sort of takes away the surprise from seeing the show. So true. Yeah. True. Very true. So, all but, right. So we we've we've we could probably talk about the girly show for an entire hour and a half or so. But for sure, I would <laughs> love to jump oh, wait, ahead. Wait. Oh, can oh. I can I can I can I just uh, mention one one piece that I think is important? Which of course. Is the, the main piece, the main dance piece in in Liza after Liza Bonita, the second piece that I worked on was Bye Bye Baby. Uh, I'm sorry, not Bye Bye Baby. It was. Uh, Beast Within. Yes, mm, yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and Beast Within, okay, so I, uh, that's Justify My Love, basically. So I already had this love for the song Justify My Love, and then when Beast Within is a remix, basically, of Justify My Love with, like, a Bible reference. Right. Uh, sorry about that. Did you hear that? It's 12 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's 12 o'clock here in LA. But anyhow, so Beast Within was like, when I work with her on that piece, she I kind of brought to her a, a, a Japanese, I had a, fil- a video, a theatrical performance of this uh, dance troupe, very famous dance troupe called Buto. I don't know if you guys are familiar with but yeah. Buto does this kind of dark, like where you see the characters out naked, out painted in white, and it's very B style like, and then you know, and uh, it's very like zombie like. It's like they do like kabuki, but it's a dark kabuki style. So I show Madonna that, and I said I want to inspire this piece, Beast Within, with this kind of characters like, and then I show her another piece 
which called The Rise and Fall of Man, which was my piece that I did for theater, which was about Christ in our times. And he there's a crucifixion scene. Um, so I base, I, and she loved it. She said, yes, I love that. And in the piece, there was some sequence where the the evil guy doing doing a duet with Jesus character, he's stabbing his hands like he's crucifying and the character would scream. This is very theatrical dance. Yeah. And she loved it. She's like, go for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she completely gave me like uh, freedom. This is your spotlight. Just do whatever. And so I think that um, it's too bad I didn't submit that piece for the Emmys at the time mm-hmm. because most likely I would have won. You know, we, that tour would have won. The girly tour would have won. But uh, I did. I was not aware of the Emmys at the time. I like how to submit it if I was qualified or no. You know. Anyhow, move on now. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, we could talk about Girly Show forever. I mean, it's such an yeah. amazing show. Um, yeah. Personal side note: I love the choreography on Holiday, and of course, Justify My Love too. I mm-hmm. thought. I thought Thank the you. wonderful thing about Justify My Love was it's sort of like it, it's like it comes comes back, you know, like you think the show's over and then she does a little encore with Justify My Love. And it was so bizarre and weird and just like yeah. when, when everyone's under that white sheet and you can see hands and shadows and fate, you know, like it was just such, I love well, that Madonna brought that level of theater to the masses. Yeah, that big uh, parachute, the white parachute, that was my idea. That was not part of the piece. I just felt that we needed to add uh, a scenic element into the piece. And I also wanted to create silhouettes that under the sheets, people, you know, do the darkest things, mm-hmm. all of the things that the taboo, everybody talks bad about it. They're basically doing it under the sheets. So, uh, and then the sheets is, is revealed and then everybody's posed like as if, uh, you know, I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It's 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 great. There's so many great elements about that show. Yeah. I mean, just, <clears throat> just the reinterpretation of Vogue, I thought was fantastic. And yeah, uh, but yes, m- moving on, we'll we'll jump ahead eight years to uh, Drown World Tour, which of course that was the first show since the Girly Show. Was yeah. there uh, a shorthand to working with Madonna again? You know, like how did the choreographing <clears throat> for Drown World Tour differ from that of Girly Show? I mean, were you brought in from the very beginning this time. She's like, I'm not going to make that mistake twice. You're, you're, you're in from the beginning. Well, I, as I said, I maintain relationship with the manager after that. <clears throat> and through the years, I would send them a concept here and there about like, oh, I heard that Madonna is doing a live performance. And I would say, hey, what about doing something like this? And then um, at the time I was working with my assistant and uh, I sat down and came up with a concept for this tour because I heard that she was doing a tour and I didn't know if she had anybody attached as a director or choreographer. At the time, I was moving into directing. So I submitted to, uh, to her uh, a concept that just, uh, just happened to be closer enough or with similar uh, it's almost like if we drink from the same fountain of water, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah. were in the same zone, like the whole geisha thing. I had uh, a whole concept based on that doing like uh, Vogue. Basically, I wanted to do revoke, redo Vogue with uh, three geisha girls uh, with the with the 
with the uh, fans and doing a kabuki style. I had this the yin and yang stage like. I had like this whole kind of like very geisha like section, mm-hmm. and then Jamie King and her was already she had picked Jamie to direct, and they had come up with this whole concept that just happened to be very similar. So when she found out some of the the synergy, she's like, "Oh my gosh, he's he needs to come in," but I still had to audition because that mm-hmm. was eight years later, and Jamie was the director, and that was not his choice. Right. That was Madonna's choice. Madonna wanted to bring, but Jamie had other people that he brought in. And so I had to audition for both of them. So I, so the audition for the dancers, which was uh, Frozen, I did Frozen. Uh, so was literally one of my favorite numbers from that show. It's so fucking good. Right. And then I, I had to do Frozen for the dancers. So we had the dancers audition and my audition at the same time. Uh, going on so she wanted to see me live see how I work with the dancers and and uh it was it worked out great because you know she's like and I remember Madonna saying I trust Alex because I've worked with him and some of the other choreographers that was brought in she's like I don't know these people so you know so they're gonna have to like prove themselves you know mm-hmm. type, type of thing so I was uh thankful that I was brought back again because and reconnect with her at that level and at at that stage in her life where her artistry had evolved, her music, her vocals had, uh, vocal range had improved uh, with the whole Evita. She got, uh, you know, the whole Evita boost being Mm -hmm. an actress and a singer. Uh, And I think Hollywood was looking at her differently she was a mom, yep. and and she was very afraid to do the tour. To be honest with you, Madonna didn't want to go on tour, you know. But her management company, her everybody else was pushing her. She like it's been eight years. You gotta you gotta go. You gotta do it. So, but it took. I, I mean, I felt like in the beginning of the tour, if I may say this, she kind of kind of was trying to sabotage it uh, herself. You know, you know when we do that to ourselves, we do that. We like. We don't feel great about ourselves. We go like, I don't know if I can do it still. It's like, uh, and then you you make everything difficult, or yeah. you know, and you don't well, even know that you're doing that. And it wasn't until like maybe the middle like of rehearsals that she flipped things around, and then she said, "Okay, I'm doing a tour. People are buying tickets. There's no way back." <laughs> 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 you know. So, but but her, my experience with her uh, the second time was differently because when we did the girly tour, Madonna co- related to me directly. She would, uh, the day before we start a new piece, she would play the music and she would tell me conceptually what she sees in her head. She even would do movements. Uh, you know, I see something like this. I see something like this. Oh, and Bye Bye Baby, for example, she did do that. She would like grab the girl and be like, yeah, we can do something like this. She would act out the song. She would play the whole song. And I would uh, uh, go home, write it down, all of the notes, and basically, you know, recreate that. But she was directing me pretty much. You know, she was the director. Mm-hmm. So on the second tour, on the Drown World tour, Things was filtered through Jamie, and Jamie had also his own interpretation. So 
it created, uh, it was cha- more challenging. And then there was a lot of times where Madonna would go, uh, what is that? And then I, <laughs> most of the time, most of the time I would get the blame for it. That uh, And then I would go, no worry, I'll fix it. Mm-hmm. And then I would go and fix it. So in the end, whatever for whatever reason, I, I end up making the best out of it. And then it always served me. But it was not easy. I can tell you, it was not easy to to work under the circumstances of like having to uh, hear one person and then that person have their own interpretation, and then the person go, "Wait, I didn't say that. What what's going on?" Sure. So well, that yeah, was challenging. There's, there's so many different people. I'm sure that it takes so many people. And then you know, I me, I'm a director. So I if if an artist tells me something. I'm going to say, okay, great. I'm going to apply what you told me, but I also have my own vision because I'm an artist as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, the artist is doing uh, his job to do that. But it's this there's a time where you go, well, that was my idea. Uh, I told him to do that. So that was never, never said. So I was always kind of throw out of the bus. <laughs> yeah. So I have a quick, I have a quick question just from like, I'm, since I don't, you know, I've never d- directed a tour or, or choreographed a number. When you walk into that number, like, are you taking into account, you're told, okay, this many dancers are going to be involved. Nikki and Donna are going to be involved. You know, like for Frozen, we obviously, she had that amazing Jean-Paul Gaultier kimono outfit with those huge wingspans you know did madonna say okay for for frozen i'm gonna have this crazy kimono outfit and i want the sleeves to rip off and then the Hmm. dancers were gonna have you know like what's the process for something like that? well that was that was jamie 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 came out with the concept and i and it's that concept's completely uh, inspired by the cell, if you remember the cell. Oh yeah, that film. The, mm-hmm. the cell, sure. uh, yeah, with the with Jennifer the guy, coming, the guy with the main character coming down with that huge thing on his attached to his back, the fabric that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. If you mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm. scene, yeah. So uh, and he won. He wanted this long, huge. Uh, kimono. He had this like, visual idea in his head, but didn't know how to make it happen. So it was a collaboration of figuring it out what that was and how to rip the the kimono and make that become wings or become flags and how to manipulate the dancers, manipulate in a way that would look interesting on screen. So Jamie related to me the visual aspect, the concept, and uh, uh, and then uh, and then basically through and then said, okay, I want to. But uh, Don, uh, sorry, let's take it back. Nikki and um, and uh, Donna is not going to be in this number. They are just singers, and it's going to be primarily the dancers and Madonna. And then what Jamie's staging is so great. He he has a formula which is uh, he set up some moments where he wanted to be statuesque uh, or stoic, or moments where there wasn't that much happening. There was just Madonna singing and then the dancers were frozen or they were. So Jamie collaborated with me also on the staging uh, a lot of the pieces, you know, as Mm -hmm. a director. So and then I actually appreciate that. Uh, And then I was one point uh, when we were doing Frozen that Jamie played Madonna himself. 
And uh, he said, well, what if she was like this and she would do this and that and that? So, uh, so, and those moments were magical, but Jamie was very busy at the time and he was doing two, two shows at the same time. He was doing another show in Vegas and uh, he wasn't there most of the time. Uh, his associate was there and I, I had to work with them. So most of the time I was left alone. Uh, they would give me a, a, a con a overall concept view of the idea. Mm -hmm. And then I would just go ahead and do it. Madonna would come in. I, uh, Madonna, the way she works is she always wants somebody to play her role, right? So in this case, my assistant, Kelly Parker, was playing Madonna's part on Frozen. Let's say I'm using Frozen now because we're talking about Frozen. So and then Madonna would sit and watch and she would not learn it until she agreed to the piece. She would be like, okay, I like it. Let's learn it. So and most of her tours are like that. Most of her shows... She won't learn it until she green light it, basically, oh. you know. So uh, it's kind of like because it's she doesn't want to do changes. She's like, okay, it's too much. It's too little. Uh, it's not the right direction. You need to change it again. And the rehearsals, as you know, it was like one number a day. Uh, mm -hmm. Very one number a day. And then the next day you have time to repolish that number and then start another number, you know. So that was the kind of rehearsal that uh, we had. We only had three months to come up with that set list, which was uh, close to 22 songs. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of songs. Yeah, because <laughs> there, were, there were a lot of albums that had not been showcased in a tour. For example, Bedtime Stories and uh, yeah. Ray, Ray of Light. Music. And, yeah, yeah, and music. music. Yeah. Well, you know, and then when I did... Uh, uh, Nobody's Perfect, for example, which was only her and Nito Lariosa. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was a, a great, same thing. Jamie came to me and showed me some images of a samurai kissing a girl, but he wasn't ki uh, a, 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 a geisha girl, but he wasn't kissing her. He had, the samurai was holding the face uh, of the, the lips of the geisha girl with his hand mm -hmm. and was kissing his own hands. And he... He he's he told me I wanted her head to be cut off at the end, you know. <laughs> so so that was it. That uh, that's all I was told. So and then uh, it was hard to find a dancer within the cast. We had uh, kind of like an audition within the male dancers to be the to play the lead. The height was an issue because Lito had experience in art martial arts, but he was a b boy. So he didn't have the posture. So yeah. I had to work uh, very strong with uh, his posture, the way he stands. And uh, and then I created the choreography. I play Nito's part and Kelly play, my assistant play Madonna's part when we show, and I had a samurai sword and we show it to her, both of us. That was one of the first pieces I showed to Madonna in the process. And then she's like, great, let's learn it. So I didn't even get... Uh, uh, oh, I don't like this, change it. It was like immediately she liked it. And then when we brought in uh, um, uh, Nito, we had to put him on boots for the height. So that way that was mm -hmm. a little bit. And then it looked great also. It created yeah. this geisha, more, uh, you know, fashion statement. So it worked really well, mm -hmm. you know. Alex, I have a quick question. So one thing that sets Drowned World apart from all of other Madonna's tours especially all her recent tours, is that it opens up with 
a slower song, you know, with uh, Drunk World Substitute for Love. It's such a stark opening, and I think it it works just as well as something loud and popular. So, do you can you tell us something, you know, about how that was chosen? I I think, I think, I think that's that's uh, uh, Jamie. As I said, Jamie and Madonna had this this concept, and I remember them. I I didn't create that spe- that piece. I only work with the performers, uh-huh. making them uh, uh, looser. Like for example, in that piece, they wanted me to work with um, with a uh, guitar player, that, oh, Monty. Monty, because Monty that was Monty's first performer experience oh, on wow. stage. He must have been he nervous. Had, well, he was nervous, <laughs> and he had no. He was green. He had yeah. no oh. experience whatsoever. He was a teacher. He worked for Guitar Center, uh-huh. and he was brilliant musician, but a musician like um, a studio musician or something, but not a performer. Mm-hmm. So Jamie asked me to work with him and his. Uh, like to make him look like a rock and roll star. And, and, and I, I'm pretty good about this stuff and helping dudes to be mm-hmm. like, you know, like, uh, you know, work on that uh, attitude and how they walk and walk into the music mm-hmm. and how to stand holding the guitar. So that I work on that, but I love the concept of Jamie and Madonna on that because they wanted to, have the band slowly appear like as if they are like entering the stage, no big deal. We are all normal people. And then little by little that, 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 that pedestrian like become magic, you know, we transform that kind of a very industrial sort into this very ethereal type of experience, Mm -hmm. you know? So no, interesting. It, it worked great. And thank you for uh, doing that for Monty because he is now a rock god. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, before- well he, he had the talent already, right? Oh, he yeah, had the yeah. Gift. He just needed to be – somebody just needs to push the button and go, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> All right, before we before we move past Drown World, I have one little question about the Madonna's deep knee squats in the the music number. Was was that your doing or did that? <laughs> no, that's that that's, that, that, that that's Madonna doing. That's her <laughs> doing. That's her and that's do, her doing and Jamie doing. You know, that's that piece Jamie did it and uh, himself. You know, there's only a few pieces that Jamie actually went in and choreographed from beginning to end by himself. And, and music is one of them, and it's brilliant. Um, and uh, I, I, you can see his formula. You know the, the way he staged, the way he choreographed. Uh, if you don't know Jamie, if you know Jamie's work, you will recognize that it, it has his hand on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be like, "Oh, that's Jamie." You know. Mm-hmm. So I always, it's always nice to see in this day where there's so much saturation of. Everybody is an artist. Everybody's famous. Everybody's a choreographer. Everybody's a dancer. Everybody's a singer. It's nice to have uh, uh, something that unique that people can go, oh, that's Alex Magno. Oh, that's mm-hmm. this person. Yeah. And I, I, I work very hard, extremely hard to maintain that, uh, that uniqueness and I always have that stamp. So the people watching go like, wait, this looks like Alex, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. So, uh, uh, so, and I think that's important, you know, especially in this day and age where everybody is copying everybody, you know, pretty much. It's just like, I've seen it. 
Uh, it's just maybe different outfit and different beat, but it's the same song or the same, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Alex, I wanted to ask you, I saw that in your credits, you worked with Donna DeLore on Just a Dream, and that was done before the girly show. So yes. what was it like to work with her and then to like be you know, reacquainted with her in 93 and then back again in, you know, 90. Yeah. Once, once again, this, this is the cool thing about, uh, working that synergy thing or that the destiny was basically stitching my journey uh-huh. to, to Madonna, you know, my pathway to Madonna and working with Donna, uh, Donna was training with me as well. I, but by the way, that, but Donna was one of those dancers that was working with me, uh, I used to do privates for her uh-huh. class. She used to take my class amongst all of the other dancers, including Carrie Ann, uh-huh. you know, and Carlton and all of those people. So uh, Donna, it, it, we did a, a music video in Australia. And that music, by the way, that's Madonna's music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, had, so, we had Donna on the show and she told us all about it. Oh, she told you. <laughs> yeah. So we worked, we worked in Australia. We did uh, that in a place called Perth. Uh-huh. Which uh, we flew 16 hours to uh, Sydney and then another four hours to Perth. And we were there for maybe a week uh, shooting in the desert in this dry kind of, I guess there's a unique uh, place in Perth where the trees, thousands and thousands of years old, thousands and thousands years old trees have petrified and become like rocks like. So we shot some of the scenes of her video in those area, in this desert area, mm-hmm. and also we shot in the beach. And then I had two dancers, two male dancers. One play her lead male dancers, and the other one was just like part of a dream. And uh, and then they danced in the water. I, I choreographed this whole thing with her, which was a mixture. Because Donna loves kind of Middle Eastern stuff. Oh, yeah. And Middle Eastern, kind of, not belly dancing, but she's into this... And then my work, uh, my warm up, my choreography has a lot of wave. It's not square. It's very wavy, like kind mm-hmm. of type of choreography. So she felt her body felt like um, a synergy, a connection with the way I move. So and it matched her music. So that I think it was a, a nice. And I had a chance to work with Donna again. Uh, I want to say it was. Two years ago, she did the, a yoga uh, festival um, that she does in, um, uh, what is that, uh, uh, Jacob 3, Jacob, Jacob, uh, it's a town here in, in, in the deserts of uh, California, about two hours away from LA, and uh-huh. she does this every year. It's a huge festival where she plays her music, and then I, she brought me as a guest performer. I oh, danced wow. with her. And I played the cajon as well. I played the cajon with her, a whole song. And then in the middle of the song, I stopped playing the cajon. And, and, and I come in and I dance. Both of us dance together. Oh, fun. So it, it was it was great to reunite it again, you know. Oh, and so uh, cool. Yeah. Well, she's family. I mean, yeah. Donna is family, you know. Actually, all of those people that I work with, you know, I don't see them. But I consider them brothers, sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's part of my tribe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we spoke to Marlene Ortiz a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. But yeah, she she had some great things to say about you as well. Oh, 
Marlene. Uh, you know, all of those diva dancers. I mean, you know, the thing, the thing, the thing about dancers is this, or in this case, performers is they can either curse your work or blast your work. Mm-hmm. In my career, I've been fortunate enough to have amazing, amazing, incredible artists that have been able to blast my work and take it to the next level. You know. Uh, where where if you don't have the perfect cast, it doesn't matter how genius you are, your yeah. work is just as good as your cast is, you know? Yeah, it's all very so. collaborative. So before we go into the, our lightning round to wrap us up, why don't you tell us what you're working on now, anything that you want people to know um, about you and, you know, what you're, the work that you're putting out? Yeah, uh, so, you know, I, every time I do a work, uh um, I, I, I try to push push the envelope and then learn more. So as I told you in the beginning that I've been working production, music production, and producing, scoring, and then doing some of my own um, short films. Um, and then uh, I'm pushing to do a few different projects that I'm developing right now. One is based in Macbeth, and it's kind of uh, it's set up in, in a third world country. And I'm writing the script right now. Uh, that's one project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm also working on doing new covers. Uh, and I should be releasing this hopefully at the end of this year. I have uh, taken classical music such uh, as Moonlight Sonata from Beethoven and uh, Fur Louise uh-huh. uh, uh, and recreate them and put lyrics to them. So I'm going to like release probably an album that will include those classical music with my interpretation, with my um, um, uh, covers uh, and then reinvention, I should say, yeah. uh, of the song. And then as well as original tracks, because I also sing mm-hmm. um, and I speak Four language Italian, Portuguese. I saw that. Spanish, That's amazing. Italian. I don't know how you do that. So, yeah, well, because of Portuguese. I, I mean, Portuguese is, is my roots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my foundation. And Spanish and Italian is so similar. So, and through my through my work, traveling the world, doing what I do, whether it's teaching or doing master classes or choreographing for uh, in Paris or whatever or in Italy, I have that opportunity to work with different people. And I'm very good about listening and, and asking questions mm-hmm. and then cultivating a relationship so that I can learn the language and I can learn the culture, most importantly. So, you know, I I, I think there's some pieces that I, I'm trying to develop, but they are life pieces you know they yeah. are, that is not going to happen one of the pieces called venus it's uh, basically about woman liberation and uh it's uh, something that i see madonna possibly doing hmm. uh, uh who knows she might even have as i said to you i feel that artists in general they all dive in into this pool in this is river of creation that sometimes uh, ideas are similar because we all die from this. We all go to the same foundation, yeah. which is mm-hmm. this source. And, and this is when it happened where you're like, you have an idea and somebody happened to happen the same idea or similar, you know, it might not be quite, but it's the same theme or the mm-hmm. same direction. And you go like, wait, so that means I am in the right direction. So I, I can guarantee if I sit down and talk to Madonna and tell her, 
some of this stuff that I have, she probably have thought, you know, Mm. or or is thinking about, you know. Well, if you do sit down and talk with Madonna, tell her we'd love to have her on the show. Stop. (laughs) 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 Hey, Stefan, I think it's time for the lightning round. Yes. So, Alex, uh, every guest on our show gets a little bit of lightning round. It's basically just meant to be off the top of your head, off the cuff, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey. So because you choreographed Girly Show and Drown World Tour, I'm going to do a little bit of lightning round leaning towards those tours. So go back in time into those eras and just as soon as you hear the question, whatever first thing comes to your mind. So favorite Madonna song that you choreographed for the Girly Show? Beast Within. What was your favorite song on the Girly Show set list? Not that you choreographed, but like, did you have a favorite Madonna song on the Girly Show set list? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, I I loved, uh, obviously, Justify My Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I love, uh, I love um, uh, Vogue. Uh, mm-hmm. Not Vogue, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I love Vogue. Yeah. I love Vogue because it was, brilliant uh like the whole recreation musically choreographically concept uh, and i love rain i love the arrangement of rain it's so beautiful. good so good the three girls singing together this is the last time i seen them singing together mm-hmm. and i have that imprinted in my head uh and i think all the fans does too oh yeah we uh, love it and um uh, uh, uh in this life was a beautiful moment by herself you know, yeah. singing for the fans, talking about her, her departed friend, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that was a very felt uh, moment in the tour. Uh, I think I think that's that's it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in that show. So what would what was like one of your favorite Madonna songs on the Drown World Tour set list? The Drown World Tour. Um, see, uh, I love. Paradise Not For Me. Uh, I think it's a beautiful song. Uh, mm-hmm. And then and blended right into Frozen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Frozen is my Madonna all-time best song of all time. Period. Just Madonna, favorite Madonna song ever is Frozen. Yeah. Ever, ever is Frozen. Nice. Just because, just in that music video that she does in the desert, it's just magical. It's transcending. It's just... Well, the first time I saw it, I saw the video and I heard the music mm-hmm. and I was blown away because musically it's God. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's like divine. It's like, it's magical. It's, it's so I was extremely happy when I was given that mm-hmm. uh, to choreograph in the tour, you know, so, it was a big gift. Wait, so what did you think when you saw it on Madame X? Cause that was crazy. That was so cool. Right. Frozen, yeah, that was that was her daughter, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was her daughter. I think I think it was beautiful. Uh, uh, I I I I think the song is bigger than that. Uh, so I like the touch. I think it was nice to see. It was like endearing and it was like uh, magical because it's her daughter is all grown up. I watched her daughter used to come to rehearsal when she was. For Drown World, when she was four, and she used to <laughs> imitate her mom and crawl. You know when Madonna does impressive instinct uh, on the opening, yeah, on the opening when she crawls on her leg. Yeah. Uh, well, you, would, I looked at the side, and her daughter is walking on her 
uh, on her knees, <laughs> 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 imitating her mom. Uh, so, uh, so I have great memories of her daughter when she was really young, and she grew up to become a beautiful young lady. Uh, and she's a very talented, amazing dancer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a nice touch. But as I, again, as I, I look at that music, it's so grand. Mm-hmm. It's so um, that, but it's, it's, it's a refresh. I love the tour. Yeah. I love that whole tour. I, I didn't have like, oh, I didn't like this. There was not, no, no moments in the tour that I did not like, except maybe Towards the end, maybe that was one big number that I I didn't feel that needed to be there. Musically speaking, it was not even about the what was happening on stage. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just felt that didn't. Need, but I don't remember exactly because the overall show there was more. I mean, ninety five percent of the show is amazing, and there was some other moments. Me, I'm talking as a creator, not right, as a right, fan. Right, as a creator. You always going to have your opinion. I always try to take that away. I always try to go, wait, Alex, watch this, not from a creator, watch from an audience point of view, from a fan, because that's primarily what she's doing for. She's right. doing for her fan. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care. She can care less what the creators think, because everybody's going to have their own opinion. Yeah. And, that all, you know, so, but in saying that I love 95% and I was inspired by, it, and I wish I was there. I'm saying I'm lo- I love the yeah, show. I thought no, the show I get was it. Yeah. 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 You know. Okay, so uh favorite number to choreograph on Drown World Tour. Uh 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 I have I have two. I I, I want to say I want to say uh nobody's perfect just because nobody's perfect was um it showcased me as a as a director, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a theater person, as somebody that understands characters and understands uh, cinema, and understands you know like how to convey uh, uh, an emotion through movement, you know, and and understand character development, and uh, and that is very clear on that piece, you know, that piece is what got me a nomination for the Emmys, mm-hmm. you know, for best choreography. Uh, outstanding choreography. I I lost. We lost. You know, myself, Jamie, and Deborah, because it was three choreographers on that tour. Uh, lost uh, the for Kenny Ortega, which for the Olympic Games mm. at the time, because the Olympic Games won over us. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, I if anything's was, bigger than Madonna, it's probably the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. What, which, which it was, it's weird to to compare uh, Orange and Apples. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's so different. If it should be compared to another tour, really. Yeah. At the time, but again, at the time, the Emmys didn't have as many categories and there's many uh, dance-related projects, so they kind of compile a bunch of other projects together. So it, I'm just uh, honored that we were nominated, you know, and we were in that list, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, so favorite Madonna music video? Uh, I love Human Nature. Mm. I love Human Nature. I love, uh, I love, and that, that Jamie did, that was Jamie's first experience working with Madonna. That's right. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's, I love the dancers. I love the visuals. I love the music. Um, that's Jamie as his essence that, I mean, as a choreographer, you know, at the time, 
that's Jamie like stamp. You know, you want to watch James choreography, you look at that music video and then you go, shit, the guy's amazing. And then I love, uh, I love, uh, I love frozen. As I told you guys, you know, yeah. her by herself, you know, it's a mood. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. All right. Yeah. Last, last lightning round question, favorite Madonna look, and it can be from a music video, a tour, a photo shoot. Wow. So I I love her when she plays Mar- Marlene Dietrich, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, in um, in the girly in the, show. In the girly show, I love that look. She she looks incredible. She looks iconic, you know. And uh, and this is one of the things that I love about Madonna is that she. And that's why she was telling me that she's like I'm when I move when i dance when i do a song i'm i become the character i am the character so i need you to think that way so they gave me videos to watch of marlene jatrick's uh, old movies that they had for me to study myself you know before i choreographed uh, uh, that segment uh, and being influenced by being inspired by so i i think she did an amazing job doing the whole uh a voice uh, with the accent, the drum accent, mm-hmm. singing the track. Mm-hmm. It, they, you know, some people didn't get it because they don't understand maybe who Marlene Dietrich was and what um, what kind of work that she did as a, the, in the cabaret and you know what she represent. But the European, the U.S., they got it. It's just like some of the other countries. They they go away. Can we just hear Vogue the way it's supposed to be? (laughs) Yeah, they don't. Sometimes I think Madonna does that in a lot of her work where she's, you know, putting forth a reference or she's paying homage to a certain person's work. And the people, they haven't done their homework or they're not as well read or, you know, they just don't they just don't know where it's coming from. And so to them, it looks a little strange. But once, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, but then that's part of educating, right? So we we are we are, as an artist, it's our job not only to inspire, but also sometimes to influence or educate people and tell them something that shines some light in the darkness, you know. And that means telling them some uh, about an artist that they otherwise would never know, you know. Absolutely. So, well. Alex, I mean, we could talk for ages about these tours because God knows as a, as a fan, a Madonna fan for a long, long time, both Tony and myself have worshipped those two tours that you got to work on. So it's oh, totally one. It's been a pleasure to be able to speak to you and hear some stories from those. Thank you for sharing that with us. And then two, yeah. just thank you on behalf of Madonna fans everywhere for the amazing work that you did on those shows, because I will still watch drown world tour is one of my favorite Madonna shows ever. And your choreograph numbers that you did are part of that. You know, I, I, I mean, impressive instant and frozen and, um, so many, I mean, there's so many numbers, music and this, like so many music, numbers in that show that are just amazing so thank you thank you for that as well yes thanks for being on the show alex tell everyone where they can find you on social media and um sure sure you got it's it's been a pleasure being here to share uh my uh journey working with madonna uh and uh i've been uh blessed to have that opportunity and to learn from her uh to learn uh, from her many years of experience, 
I, I actually learned quite a lot from Madonna herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she taught me quite a lot and about uh, uh, being uh, pushing yourself, about being multi-level uh, and, and being in culture myself, understanding the different uh, deeper meaning of the song, discovering, investigating, you know, and uh, I, I think that. And then you can, you guys can thank you everybody that's tuned in, all the fans across the world. And uh, without you guys, uh, Madonna's music wouldn't be there. We wouldn't be there to create the magic that you guys watch. So I thank you for continuing your support and your love. And you guys can find me and follow me at Alex Magno Official. That's Instagram. Uh, and you also can find me on Facebook, Alex Magno Official. And then uh, uh, you can also go to my website, which is alexmagno.com. Uh, Very easy, mm-hmm. alexmagno.com. And then that's it. And uh, hopefully... We get to cross path again. Yes. On stage live. Yes. Oh my God, that yeah. would be amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. That was very well expressed. Um, I, you know, want everyone to follow you. And when you come out with your new musical project, let us know and we will put a, post it on our page. Um, awesome. Yeah. So you guys, um, we love our fans. Uh, we love putting these episodes out for you every week. So keep listening and, you know, Give us those four star reviews. Is it, is it five, five star? stars? I think okay. it's five stars. Yeah, Tony. give us a five star review. You know, if you be- can uh, give us a five star, give us five stars. <laughs> exactly. But um, you can yes. you can find us on Instagram at MLBC Podcast. You can find us on the web at MLBCPodcast.com. Everywhere you you know have social, you can find us there. You can also find us anywhere that podcasts are being broadcast. Spotify, and Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, Google Pod- I mean, Luminary, everywhere. 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 So, <laughs> all right, guys, um, stay safe, take care of each other. We'll talk to you guys next. Episode. Thanks again, Alex. Peace out, guys. Take Bye. care. Bye.